Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the interwebs. That's right, HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Like, do you do you feel like a new man? Are you a new man? Um, I don't know if I feel like a new man, but I do feel pretty good. Uh, in unrelated fantasy news, uh, I did just get married, and I did just spend two weeks in Croatia. So, uh, humble brag to me. I'm very well. Do you rested. see the next? Did you see the next? Um, Croatian basketball sensation while you're there? Were you scouting pickup games and the the 16-year-old rec league? And um, you know, I did pop into some uh basketball courts that it's really cool. They they they're very into basketball there uh in Croatia. Shout out to everybody in Croatia. If there are any Croatian listeners, um let me live with you forever. Uh the cool thing was is that everyone I met when I told them I was from Chicago, they would say one of two things. They would either say, oh, Al Capone. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah, Al Capone is uh, uh, part of Chicago history, so we got that going for us. Or they would say, a Tony coach in Chicago Bulls. And so uh, the, the, the legend, Tony Kukoc, still, his name rings out in the streets of Croatia. And that, uh, that brings uh, a lot of happiness to my heart. Kukoc, an underrated, the great basketball player. Listen, they the Bulls uh, still have a huge fan base in Croatia, and uh, possibly bigger fan base than they do in Chicago. Though I think, uh, depending on how the Bears start out this season, the the Bulls might be a very interesting uh, jump to, uh, if unless our quarterback can throw the ball past five yards. So, uh, but that is the only time I'll ever talk about the NFL on this podcast. Because today sure you, talk, you give like an, an ass hair bears update like every week. Don't lie to people. I mean, I fucked that noise. Uh, the NFL is very, very boring and a waste of time, um, which I'm sure just alienated half of the audience. But I don't give a shit. Instead, we're going to continue our 30 teams in over 30 days. I hope you've been enjoying it so far. Uh, and I want to give a, another quick shout out, real quick, to our Patreon subscribers, including our new Patreon subscriber, Brian Kneb. Shout out to you, Brian. You are awesome. You join the Patreon at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And listener leagues are beginning. So if you want to get into a listener league, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and join, and you will be entered into our listener leagues those are starting to get ramped up uh if you are already in a listener league and uh want to continue to be in the ones that are already active or the ones the keeper league that tyler started be sure to check on your emails and to see when those leagues will be getting activated very very soon and all you new listeners patreon.com slash watching the boxes hope you can join us in the listener leagues tyler today we are talking about Chicago North Milwaukee Bucks. Chicago was half as good of a team. Don't lie to yourself. Listen, uh, I'm going to go 
to a Milwaukee game this year. I'm going to go to maybe a couple Bucks games this year up in Milwaukee. It is not terribly far from Chicago. And um, I think everybody, really, if, if Giannis is coming to your town, I don't know why you aren't also showing up to the stadium. Giannis is a freak of nature. But also, Tyler, people have been bringing or actually drafting Giannis with the number one overall pick. Uh, I, w- I want to get your, your, your snap reaction to any, any draft that you see Giannis go number one overall. Um, so uh, one of our friends, I, I think, is actually um, pushing for that. Alex Raclean, right? I think he it is. Um, he's working at Rotowire now, and he's recommending that uh, Giannis go with the number one pick. I saw that uh, the other day. And, um, I, man, I don't hate it. I think that top five, if you went any one of those guys with the, the number one pick, I can't really poke too many holes in it. Um, I'll say that Giannis more so than a lot of the guys, you kind of have to um, build around Giannis a, a little bit, right? Because, you know, he's got the the worst free throw percentage of that group by a significant margin. But then he's also got, you know, a lot of really good strengths. But again, there's not going to be too many three-pointers. And I guess Anthony Davis and him are, are in a similar boat in that scenario. But, you know, Giannis is going to give you a ton of rebounds, a ton of assists, a ton of steals, a ton of blocks, a ton of points. So, I mean, you're getting a really, really good player. Like, how much can I poke holes in that? For me, personally, he would be fifth in my top five like that's just how i like to look at it i would much rather have curry harden davis carl anthony towns but at the same time uh Giannis still really really good i i agree with you that he's a he's five in my top five he uh, I, to me there's a top tier we've talked about this before harden ad and curry while carl anthony towns and Giannis are kind of in my tier 1b and they couldn't be more different players and let me let me help you understand that because they both actually have very similar stats but in my eyes car anthony towns is someone you can build any build around completely he's like an ultimate roto player if you're sitting at the the four or the five while Giannis, like you said automatically is a kick in the knees when it comes to three pointers and when it comes to free uh, uh, free throw percentage. But that's why in head-to-head, where I've seen Giannis go number one overall in some mock drafts, I actually don't terribly mind seeing Giannis go number one overall in a head-to-head league because when you punt free throws, looking at his rankings from last year, he was second overall right behind uh, Anthony Davis. And so once you eliminate that free throw percentage from like caring about that free throw percentage, then um, you're set up with a really, really top tier player. I just don't like to punt with my very first pick in the draft. If Giannis falls to me at five, or maybe I feel frisky in a head to head league and taking him at four. Great. If he falls to me at six or seven, even better, but I really highly doubt that's going to happen. And Giannis is one of those players that I, you know, I often see him going in the top three and in any kind of rather mock or real draft I'm in. You know, I think there's always a lot of hype around Giannis and why not? Giannis is a great fun player to own, right? He's um, one of those 
freaky players in the NBA that can just do so many things that make you, you know, your jaw just hit the floor. Like, how does a person do that? He's, if you haven't seen him in person, it's actually, if you haven't seen Giannis or Cat Daddy in person, um, they're both actually kind of freaks. Like, Cat, the things that Cat does off the ball is he's running around screens like Kyle Korver. Giannis is taking like one drop step from the three point line and then dunking it. It, it. The things that they're doing is are, are like what no other basketball players ever ever been doing. So there should be a there should be a requirement in every Bucks game that they like give Giannis the ball on a fast break from mid court. Cause I swear, some of the times he can make the dunk in like four steps. Yeah, like I I, re- I remember vividly w- watching tons of those dunks on Twitter and going, "Well, that has to be a travel, right?" Nope, that was two. Nope, that was two steps. He was behind the three point line and then he was dunking it in two steps. And I'm like, how can this guy like go for? Uh, Cause like if you've ever been on an NBA court, right? Like it's ginormous. So how Dude. can a how can a man step four times from the middle of the court and dead dunk the ball? Like it's just insane. And he's he's it's done a really a good job of like chiseling that body too, right? So um freak. He's a Greek freak. He's the MVP of the league. And he's probably favored to be MVP again next season as well. I'm totally fine with people wanting Giannis on their team, taking him number one overall. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you do, I think that's perfectly fine. Head-to-head leagues, it's even more interesting. Uh, And we are going to be doing a Who Do I Draft segment, as we do every year with the top players, and Giannis will be one of my my favorite ones to do because I have have some ideas, Tyler, but we're going to save that for a future podcast. I want to talk about the rest of these Milwaukee Bucks. They lost Malcolm Brogdon. They also lost Nico Miritich to Barcelona, which was very, very surprising. And they added uh, the one, the only, Dragon Bender, your favorite player, uh, also Kyle Korver, the uh, other Lopez brother, Robin Lopez, and signed Wesley Matthews. So... Kind of a, a very, very interesting. They also re-signed Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. Kind of an interesting little switch. Not a huge amount of difference in this uh, starting lineup, but uh, definitely some more interesting bench players. So, Tyler, other than Giannis, obviously, where do you want to begin? What is the most interesting thing about this Milwaukee Bucks team? Well, I don't know that it's the most interesting, but I, I'm interested to see uh which which player you'd like to have next I, I think there's there's three candidates maybe right um eric bledsoe a guy who i think is is really underrated again this season and always very very good for fantasy but doesn't maybe always get the love he deserves one of our favorites chris middleton who is um perennially very good but had a little bit of a down especially first half last year and then um brooke lopez who you know, had that bad year with the Lakers and then turned it back on last year with the Bucs and is also probably a top 50 player now. So they kind of got three guys in that back part of the top 50. Um, so I am going to just ask you, which man would you like to have the most of this group? So this used to be a very easy question, and the answer used to be Chris Middleton. 
Uh, Chris Middleton kind of fell apart last year and never brought it back. He had a very, very incredibly bad shooting stretch and then kind of figured it out there in the second half. Um, I think I'm going to lean this season towards Eric Bledsoe as being the next player I take off this team. Um, But if you've been doing Yahoo mock drafts or if you've been uh, hanging around the the, the Yahoo rankings at all, I feel like they're underrating Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, and really underrating, uh, at least the last time I checked, I've seen Brooke Lopez go in the 80s, be drafted in the in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, and I think that's absurd because if you look at the rankings from last year, Brooke Lopez finished uh, per game value 31st. All right, and we've seen, very, very Lopez, uh, we've seen Brooke Lopez do that. Um before and then he kind of had a, a bad year or two and, and then now he's back so i don't know why that's so super surprised anyone um well we can talk about brooke lopez first if you want I, brooke lopez is a it's a weird center to get right because he doesn't do the things traditionally you're you're grabbing at your center spot so that makes him great as you know to work with punch strategies around um in in head-to-head leagues but in in roto leagues right you're getting a weird center because I mean, what's brooke lopez gonna grab you like five rebounds that's gotta be on the very yeah. very low end for a center right but then he is gonna give you the blocks right and i don't know that we can count on 2.2 blocks again because we had never really seen that even when brooke lopez played more minutes um but he's going to give you, you know, some points. He's going to shoot a ton of threes for a center. He made two point three last year. Don't really see that going away. And then he also doesn't shoot the good field goal percentage that you a lot of times get from a center. But he does shoot the good free throw percentage, which a lot of times you don't get for a center. So, um, yeah. And I think that's Brook Lopez in a roto league, Mike. You're the you're the roto man. Yeah. No, I would definitely draft uh, Brook Lopez in a roto league. It wouldn't be as high as his. Uh, Last year's rankings, I, I actually kind of understand why Brooke Lopez is falling to the fifth or sixth round or even like the seventh or eighth round is because I don't think a lot of people know what to do with him. And he does, like you said, blocks, threes, and good free throw percentage. Like you almost have to look at him like a wing player that gets great blocks instead of as a center. The problem is, is in, in quite a few formats, he only plays center. So I actually do kind of get why people don't want to have like their third round, fourth round pick on a on their first center, perhaps, and it be Brook Lopez. I do kind of like the idea of building a team around someone who's already good at three pointers, like Steph Curry, and throwing Brook Lopez in there in the fifth round. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to get a steal with Brook Lopez. I think he's going to be underdrafted. Um, for, for over and over and over. Worried that he played 28.7 minutes last season, and now they have his brother to back him up. As opposed to the um, cast of characters last year, which were nowhere near as good as Robin Lopez. Um, let's just say that. Robin Lopez is actually good, and I think a lot of people sleep on Robin Lopez. I, I, I don't know. I'm very excited to see Robin Lopez play alongside his brother. Uh, but I, I, it's going to be a lot of fun. For certainly those two are weirdos and i mean literally google the lopez brothers and see what weird ass shit comes up on google it's a lot of strange uh stories um a lot is brooke lopez gonna play like the over under to me is probably 
what he played last year, 28.7 minutes per game. You and I, I think that's maybe think the it, caution is I think some people are like, oh, he could play more. You know, we've seen him play 33 and 31, and I don't really see that. And if anything, yeah. maybe maybe Robin steals a, a half a minute, a minute. He's down yeah, to I mean, like 28. Like, it's going to depend on matchups, I guess. Um, but you're going to see Nico Miritich's minutes have to uh, appear somewhere. And um, – I really, really hope they do play the Lopez's at the same time. I think that'd be a lot of uh, that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know what who you what teams you would play those two guys against, but I, I guess I'm just what I'm trying to say is I'm not really worried about Brooke Lopez's minutes significantly decreasing. If oh, I I got a matchup, he's effective in 27, 28 minutes a game. So whatever the matchup they do it against the New Orleans Pelicans playing Derek Favors and Zion Williamson. Oh, that that could be interesting. Robin Lopez ain't gonna take Lopez no take no shit Lopez against Zion and Derek Favors. That's something for you to think about, Michael. So uh, ma- I'll be watching that. That might be the game I uh, drive up to Milwaukee for. That would be an exciting game. Um, um, yeah, of- so I, I think I think he sneaks into that top fifty, but I would not be super. Um, aggressive on buying Brook Lopez unless it's a head-to-head league where I'm punting and he's kind of really fits that specific build that I need, then I'm fine. Um, don't make Brook Lopez your only center. You're going to finish dead last in rebounds, and that's okay if you're trying to punt rebounds, but um, it's not okay if you are in a roto league and you care about rebounds. Like His five rebounds are not enough. I think that's the nice thing about uh, Robin Lopez is that you're not going to have to. Uh, he's being overlooked in drafts. I think you're going to get a nice little steal from him in the seventh or eighth round. Uh, so I want Brooke Lopez just for the record. You said Robin. Excuse me. I said Robin. I met Brooke Lopez. Um, I think I'm going to own a lot of Brooke Lopez. Um, uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I, I think he's, and I think all three of these guys, I think Bledsoe and Middleton are, are getting overlooked too and maybe it's because you know they play second fiddle to Giannis I don't know but like the Bucks are a fun team to watch so I don't know why people are overlooking this team um yeah Eric Bledsoe and uh, probably another you know top 40 season for him I don't see any reason why we shouldn't expect what we saw last year um Bud took over right and he cut everybody's minutes that just happened and we talked about that was gonna happen last summer right like Bud is a guy who who does that he doesn't like to play anyone you know 38 39 minutes like that's not his style it wasn't his style when he coached the hawks it's still not his style when he coached the bucks so i would not expect uh bledsoe if, if he's the one you want to talk about to go much over you know 29 30 minutes a game that's just where he's going to be at um as you can see it didn't super hurt his statistics he's a great steals asset he's going to give you like 16 points you know pretty close to five rebounds over five assists, just be really good. Um, shoot strong percentage for a point guard. So that's, that's something to like as far as the field goal. Um, the free throws kind of fell off a little bit last year, but I, I expect those to come back a little bit. I would assume this bounce back a little bit. I think what the thing is, Derek Bledsoe is very boring. Um, and I, I get it. Like the name doesn't ring out. The stats don't jump out at you. But Eric Bledsoe is consistently pretty good, and he has a a high level of steals for a fantasy player being one and a half steals per game. So, yeah, you're not getting a 20-point score um, with Eric Bledsoe. You're not getting a ton of assists, but you're getting, like, above-average assists now. 
you're getting above average rebounds for a guard and you're getting really good steals. Like he's a great all around fancy player. He's a great roto player to, to draft. And I'm seeing him slip in tons of drafts. I'm actually out here on Yahoo right now and his average, uh, currently his average position being drafted in is 56. That's far too low. He'll yeah, be a top, top 50 player for sure. In fact, I he should probably be a fourth 40. He yeah. is ranked 40th on hashtag. If you look at Mark's rankings, he's 38th. Like I think he's inside that top 40, and I think a lot of people are definitely sleeping on Eric Bledsoe. And I think the same thing can be said for Middleton. You know, you mentioned it. Like the stats weren't as good as we hoped last year. He didn't, you know, keep up the 20 points. But looking back at his stat line, like the minutes took a hit. We knew they would. We knew he wouldn't play 36 again. But like he scored 18.3 points a game for the season. Now the steals going away were were frustrating, but he got you more rebounds. He got you more assists. Um, I would expect to see maybe the steals tick back up a little bit this year, and if he can get you to like one point two for Middleton, that's even some extra value. I think I'm pretty conf- pretty feel pretty safe picking him also in the top forty. Uh, he's ranked forty first in Mark Roberts rankings. He's ranked thirty sixth in the hashtag basketball rankings. Um, I feel like him and Bledsoe kind of in that same area. I've been snapping those two up a lot. Um, you know, kind of right there around that pick 40 mark. Yeah, I think um, if I'm I'm looking at a uh, expert draft, and if you listen to the earlier mock draft, uh, this is the expert draft I am talking about. If you want to get the part two of that mock draft, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, both Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton went in the fourth round in the industry mock draft that we uh, we did here earlier this month. And uh, Brooke Lopez fell to the seventh round, which is far, far too late. So I think you're going to start seeing, uh, maybe based on some of the industry guys, maybe those Eric Blesso, Chris Middleton's uh, rankings maybe move up. But right now on Yahoo, you're seeing him in the fifth, sixth round. And I'm happy with taking one of those guys in the fourth round. I'm 100% taking any of those Milwaukee Bucks in the fifth round or later. They'll be on my team if they are still around. I'm with you there, my friend. Yeah. Do you think uh, Do you think Chris Middleton is going to have a nice little bounce back season here? Well, I mean, anyone only playing 31 minutes is a little bit limited, right? To there's only so much you can do in 31 minutes. I would expect um, similar rebound numbers. I would expect the, the assist to be right there in that kind of 4 to 4.3 range. And I honestly am predicting him to get 1.2 steals a game. So, yes, I'm projecting a little bit of a bounce back. Um, not not super, super high, but I think he scores like 18.5 points. And he's just a little tiny bit better than he was last year. I also think the, the percentage can go back to like 45, and then, you know, that might – tick things up to where he's like you know 18.5 18.7 you know pretty close to 19 so i could even see it closer closing into to 20 points per game even for uh, chris middleton um By no the, means steals out, right? the, one, the steals is the one thing i'm I, i'd like to see come back and i think they will i don't think they're gonna be able to like one and a half again but i think they're gonna be kind of a nice middle ground between one and one and a half you, uh, I will give you props, Tyler, because you did the most investigation into the Chris Middleton injury uh, of any person I know covering fantasy basketball. Actually, perhaps covering NBA basketball, you found a like incredibly uh, random podcast that Chris Middleton happened to be on where he talked about 
you know, his injury and how, how he was feeling going into the season. Um, I'm, uh, I, I love to deep dive those interwebs, man. Um, so you're good at uh, it. So you give us, give us the rundown on Chris Middleton. Um, you know, I, I think Middleton, you know, obviously he was playing for team USA. Um, so he's ready to, to go. And I, I wouldn't worry about that injury, you know, quite a, at all anymore. Right. He, he was banged up a little bit, but now he's good to go. And I don't, I don't even think we should talk about it because I don't think it's anything that I think is going to have any lingering effects. So I think he's ready to roll. And, you know, he got in Bud's doghouse a little bit too. And, and they didn't talk about that. Um, that was, that might've been more interesting. Um, but I, I think one of the strangest, one of the strangest little runs for an NBA player I've ever seen where he got in the doghouse, his numbers dropped. And then he was like, mis- like it was just kind of a, uh... It was kind of strange the way he, uh, like, just kind of fell off a little bit. But it, and then it, he it, was just, he was just like back. Then he just started playing thirty-two minutes a game again, and life was good, right? Like, um, so here's a kind of f- fun with stats, right? Um, no matter where you chunk it out, he basically played thirty-one minutes a game. If you do any kind of, um like 25 30 game sample for um on basketball reference so so that's kind of that's kind of weird too right is like you we think that there was like this big stretch where he didn't play a ton but what was weird about it was like he'd play 32 32 32 then he'd have like three or four games where he played like 28 and then he'd play 32 32 33 um so there wasn't really like one super stretch where he got like benched benched like the minutes were always kind of there it was more just he wasn't making his shots there for a hot minute, and yeah, there was a good stretch of that of really, really bad. For a weird season, kind of I think adapting to a new coach, and now that that transition is done, um, it would not at all surprise me to see Middleton um, shoot back up to that 2017-2018 season. This is a team uh, contending for a title, so uh, you would think Chris Middleton is going to buy into it. Um, we only talked about four players really on this team to to be draftable. Is Wesley Matthews starting for this team? Like they're kind of a little short in their in their in their starting lineup. Is George Hill starting for this team? Is Kyle Korver start, starting for this team? Is Ilya Soba starting for this team? Do I care about any of those players? Um. Well, I don't, I don't know, Mike. I mean, maybe, maybe Kyle Korver's your cousin. I don't know. Maybe you do have a great, great about Kyle Korver's hair. Love for him. Um, so I think that none of these guys are really standard league guys, right? That you might, you might want to stream, um, you know, any of them for, for specific stats. Um, I think the Bucks could play a little matchups here as far as kind of who they want to start and who they want to play. Um, I think Wes Matthews is going to play a good bit, though. I kind of like – actually, I think they mix them a little bit more versatile. Uh, they're going to miss Malcolm Brogdon for sure, but uh, they want to go small. They want to go big. They want to go wings. They have the ability to do it. They want to stretch the floor. They have the ability to do it. Um I still think there might be a move in here from the Milwaukee Bucks at some point during the season. But, um, yeah, none of those guys are fantasy relevant, and I don't think anybody else on this team. Uh, outside of maybe if Robin Lopez is playing like 28 minutes a game, he might be as someone you want to, you even want to stream or uh, have on your, 
on your roster for a little bit. Though there are a lot of big men late late in drafts, I've noticed. Yeah, right. There's there's a uh, a good amount of big men. Um, it's weird that the point guards dry up um, early. Is is that weird? Point guards um, point guards never dry. I feel like this year's a little different. I feel like there's so many guys who are like, oh, I get like 18 points and seven rebounds, and I don't really do anything else. They're everywhere. So, 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 guys are still latching hard onto Andrew Wiggins, and and I've seen Andrew Wiggins kind of go in that you know 70, 80, 90 range in a few mock drafts I've done, and I, I just don't get it. I don't understand that. Um, obviously, that has nothing to do with the box, but. Uh, Here's a little here's a little sneak edit from the Patreon exclusive part two of the mock draft. Uh, don't draft Andrew Wiggins; he sucks. He, I mean, I honestly think he does more harm to your team than he does good. Strange. There are plenty of other players who actually kind of score and do a little bit of stuff that are hanging around in the sixth, seventh, eighth, even ninth round. Uh, and I've, I go over those in that mock draft. It's on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And I think that's it for the Milwaukee Bucks. Tyler, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I mean, obviously we're ramping up to the season. So if you cared about Dallas Mavericks basketball, um, you can go over to the Smoking Cuban and find anything you uh, want to read. I will plug this. I've been working on... Um, I, I called them bold predictions because that's what that's what my, my boss wanted me to write. But they're honestly just five things I think is going to happen for every player on the Mavericks. And the the good part about it for fantasy, right, if you care, is I made some assumptions on things that are going to change for the Mavericks. The team was um, obviously a lot has kind of been different with the addition of Chris Stapps Porzingis. So I wrote basically five things for every player on their team that I think is going to be a little bit different this year. And you can check that out um, at the Smoking Cuban, or you can just Google um, five bold predictions for the player's name on the Mavericks, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, yeah, there's some some interesting content, and there is some hot takery um, for our Mavericks podcast that I will share at that time. Sounds like you're getting warmed up for our bold predictions, a podcast that we do every year right before the start of the season, along with a bunch of other podcasts that we'll have for you guys. If you like the show, leave us feedback, rate and review us. It really helps. Find us on Twitter. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you have questions that you want us to address on the show, topics, etc., hit us up. We're very, very responsive. We always appreciate interacting with our listeners, and we'll catch you for the next one.